0: With you, 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 always with you. Welcome to With You, a podcast meant to share the stories of women across the rugby community, to highlight our connections and our growth, and to delight in a good belly laugh whenever we can. I'm Suze. My pronouns are she, her, and I'll be your host. Hello and welcome back for another episode of With You. We're closing out the bench here on episode 20. Don't worry, there'll be three more episodes. And all those ones in the past, you can listen back to at your leisure whenever you feel like you need a little bit more. I'm sure there's things you've forgotten or missed. I know there are for me too, so I'll be enjoying it. But for now, episode 20, I get to chat with Sarah and... About Literally everything starts in middle school, starting a girls program and being like the fangirl for her brothers playing who are older than her and the progression through her life. High school, collegiate, hella injuries we get into, an internship at USA Rugby that turned into a job. Just happened to be working with the national men's team that went to Rio. That's amazing. Really, really rich content here for your listening pleasure. Lots of giggles, a lot of insight. It's really, I really appreciate Sarah's perspective. Um, Also, on the lighter side, there's a great story just tucked in there about how she ended up with the nickname Daddy. Uh, and the playing around that her teammates of Black Ice make of that. And it's just, it's perfect. I love that. Um, and yeah, so much more than that. Coaching, roughing, working with the youth in New York City through Play Rugby USA. I've linked that organization in show notes. If you would like to find out more of what they're doing. But they're bringing rugby to inner city public schools. It's really lovely outreach. And, uh, yeah, there's a whole lot, but I'm gonna let you get into it because I don't need to just tell you everything that Sarah has to say. Better from the horse's mouth, right? Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, thanks for being here and have fun. Hi hello how are you i'm doing well how are you happy to be here happy to be here same same good well <laughs> sarah welcome to with you thank you for coming on yeah thanks for having me i'm excited to do this yeah me too me too so we'll jump right in but first tell me your pronouns please yeah my pronouns are she her her great now how'd you find rugby um It's kind of a funny story. So I have three older brothers Mm -hmm. and my oldest brother is about a decade older than I am. So he started Mm -hmm. playing rugby in high school. And at that point, I was only in like second grade. Mm -hmm. So I went to all the games as a kid for him and my other brothers that started playing as well. Mm -hmm. And then my brother, Tyler, he's two years older than me. He was Mm -hmm. playing in high school and I was just sitting watching a game. And one of the coaches came up and said, hey, I'm starting a summer team. If I start a girls team, do you want to play? And I was like, yeah, because I don't want to keep hitting my brother. I'd rather play against people (laughs) my own size, (laughs) which never, (laughs) ever happened anyways. Um. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I just started playing the summer of eighth grade. And from there, I just kind of kept it going rad so was it um like a was it sevens that first summer you were playing or yeah so it was summer sevens in Colorado Mm -hmm. um it was the first summer that they did like a youth league cool um which I think anyone listening in Colorado that almost ages me because it was so long ago (laughs) but um yeah it was a lot of fun my oldest brother actually was my coach that summer too so it's kind of like full circle moment yeah I love that I I also just it's so neat you it was like you were a rugby family already it, it's really cool to think about you being you know in second grade and going to watch your brothers play and growing up yeah on the sidelines like yeah that yeah and... I like to say I uh I had it knocked into me because <sighs> at some point at one of my brother's games somebody kicked the ball out of bounds on a penalty mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting there doing my homework and the ball hit me in the head so it was literally knocked into my head it was probably my first concussion caused by rugby Mm, first of um more than more than at least four (laughs) yeah i feel you they they certainly were susceptible (laughs) to it they happen oh yeah oh for sure so what Well, you also just mentioned in there, like, I want to tackle people, like, not just my brother. So were you rough with them growing up and, like, played along and stuff? Um, I think we had a love-hate relationship. I also just grew up. um, All of my neighbors, it was kind of like we all just went outside and played together. Mm -hmm. And they were all boys. So I was the only girl, not only in my family, but also on my street growing up. Mm. So, like, I didn't have the opportunity to be like, no, ow, that hurt. It was like either rough up or go inside because that's just how the boys play. For sure. And so, um, yeah, I was just always like kind of playing tough because I had no other choice. Yeah. You'd rather play tough than not play, right? Yeah. So it was just I was always one of the boys growing up. And that's just how it how it went. Fun. Cool. I like that too. I, I, there was a variety of kids in my neighborhoods, but I always like had more fun running around with the boys, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, what was, what was that sevens? Like, what was your early rugby life? Like you were pretty young. Yeah. I was 12 when I started. So, cool. um, yeah, it was like, I like to say, um, rugby kind of just like set the foundation for a lot of things in my life. Mm-hmm. And like that summer, I mean, I met my best friend. She's still my best friend to this day. Like I met her my first rugby practice <sighs> and we've been best friends now for almost 14 years. And I love that. It's yeah, it's nuts. Like I, I know her whole family and she's like in my wedding and all this. So Mm -hmm. um, it's crazy to think like all of this because of one sport, but sure, um, yeah, that first season it was really special just because um, my brother being my coach, it was kind of like, Oh, I watched you and now I get to like give it a shot. And if anyone thinks having your dad as a coach might be tough, try having your brother. It is so much tougher (laughs) yeah um, he never took it easy on me it was mm-hmm. like no keep running like no mm-hmm. you're gonna keep running I had an asthma attack and he was like you're fine just keep going oh my gosh so, uh, yeah because yeah, your siblings are like slightly big- traumatizing <laughs> but yeah it was a lot of fun and just like really special to get to share that sport with him mm-hmm. so um and we had so much fun that summer everyone on my team it was our first season Mm -hmm. I was the only one that had ever seen a rugby Mm ball and so we kind of just like went with the flow and my brother's motto was well if you can't play rugby you're gonna be fit so we just we that was probably the most fit I've been in my entire life (laughs) yeah I feel that I remember in college like having well being in college and this happening and then also after I coached my college team a little while and just like a season but when we didn't have enough numbers to do things we would Mm -hmm. just run we would just be fit because we're like you know what even if we can't work on some strategy right now or we don't have enough people for our lineouts, or to run like a full side like being fit will make us better just in and of itself definitely Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and my brother actually so shortly after he started coaching us he found out he was in the marine corps Uh and he found out he was redeploying to the middle east Mm. so he he was also training with us cool So it's not like we were just doing some like rugby running it was like marine corps drills where we were just running miles at practice and it was (laughs) awful (laughs) yeah it was terrible Mm. but also like we now like every summer we would drive past that tree and we're like oh the running tree that's awful (laughs) so um it's just like one tree on the field that like in the corner of the field that we practiced at and just Mm -hmm. everyone that goes by it we're like oh we saw the running tree today oh such a like such a nice joke but and and miserable (laughs) but (laughs) there's also like torture to run to the thing For sure, and you can look back on it and like laugh a little and be like, "That was crazy." Yeah. Now that you're At the not end doing of the it. Summer, we uh, we <laughs> decorated the tree with streamers and like <laughs> made it look all pretty because you're we like, "Well, it tortured us. Now we get to torture it. <laughs> we're done with you. This is our yeah. little ritual for you." Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Do you remember what uh, games were like back then? How did you like? Was it really abstract to you when you were playing or? I think it was – I slightly understood the game, Mm -hmm. but at that point, I had only really watched 15s, so, like, Mm -hmm. any concept I had of sevens was just from practice. Yeah. So, um, I think we were really lucky that since – it was kind of the first summer for everyone doing it that Mm – it was really a learning season for Mm -hmm. everyone involved. Mm -hmm. And I like to think that's like the benefit of being the first is that everybody's learning. So you don't have to be like terrible. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. We, and there were only two girls teams at that time. So it was just us and Highlands ranch. And Mm -hmm. we went back and forth every weekend um, on who would win, who would lose. And it was really Mm -hmm. like a fair game. Cool. Um, Of course, we all like had our moments where people were just like terrible and mean, but um, you know, that's it middle happens. school and early high school mm-hmm. girls for you. So Girl, that still happens on women's rugby pitch sometimes oh, though. Oh, you know girl. it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I am well aware. Yeah, yeah passions <laughs> are deep once you start playing, especially when you develop like a relationship like that with a team. Like you have an yes. opponent team or a rival team, it's extra. Yeah. Extra. So but yeah, that's I mean, that sounds really cool. Yeah yeah even like that you guys were kind of on the same level so you could progress together and it's all I don't know rugby games are always the best when there's a fair fight yes yeah Mm -hmm. it was was a fun summer for sure great 12 years old so cool oh yeah yeah so so cool so I guess like you you were hooked from the get weren't you oh yeah I loved the sport I loved how physical it was and Mm -hmm. like I loved that it was the first time I could like be really good at something that I had just started, (laughs) so (laughs) uh, that was really exciting for me. But then it was also just like the love of the game and like the love for the camaraderie that team. There were only like eight or nine of us that first summer, Mm -hmm. and we became very close. We all like went to each other's houses and had pool parties together, and like I love it. It was squad. Yeah, it was the most fun that we had. Just like getting to know each other and like Mm -hmm. sleepovers before games Uh, yeah just being kids yeah just being kids and like living life and it was Mm -hmm. so much fun that I think it really like set us up for success as we like went into high school season sure so oh yeah that's good I was wondering like did you get to play high school rugby and like with your high school and with like some of the same people yeah so that eight girl I think it was eight of us we it was like a core of eight girls that Uh we went from the summer season and somebody hit along the line said hey there's a 15s league in the fall for girls do you guys want to like keep this train going yeah yeah let's do it so the eight of us we just recruited some more and we started playing 15s in the fall wow and it was we were terrible we were the worst team in the league that year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> it was just like that was our learning season was mm. the first year that we did 15 mm-hmm. got much better later on. But
1: yeah, um,
0: yeah, it was a lot of fun to just like transition from sevens to 15s and really learning the game better that way. For sure. Sure. Uh, even if it was by losing every single match by like at least thirty points, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, yeah, most, of us, yeah, most <laughs> of us have been there. Yeah, most of us <laughs> have been there. Yeah, but, but you, you had fun, right? Yeah, and you're, it just like friends. we kept doing that every yeah. year. It was summer sevens and then fall fifteens. Summer sevens and fall fifteens. So oh, I love that. Um, yeah, we kept it going. We were five year uh, state champions for sevens again cool. there was only one other team so like <laughs> it's all right <laughs> but it was um something that we like took a lot of pride in well we won the first year and we're like well we have to keep going yeah so, was yeah. some positive reinforcement immediately yeah. back to you yeah
1: it's so cool always guys... just like
0: the fun time 15s mm. we took more serious that's real i think that's yeah. real in a lot right. of ways so i mean you can be a competitive sevens player for sure you can like yeah. go academy and, and stuff but like um most of the 15s teams i've played on it's like sevens was more like social like let's go have fun and lay in a tent yep. and, um, and in between games and like travel doing it too. like go to the beach or here or whatever yeah and make a whole trip of it which was always super fun Definitely. I love, I love that. So, when yeah. did you get your nickname? How did that come around? Oh my gosh. It yep. took me so long to get a nickname. I was like the only person with the most generic name. My name's Sarah. And I was the only Sarah to never get a nickname. But <laughs> um, there was one year I was playing with um, Denver Black Ice, and we were <laughs> traveling to San Diego for um, the tournament that the surfers per- put on the yeah. Champion Classic hmm and when we get on the plane we were all traveling not all of us but a lot of us were on southwest uh-huh. so um me and one other girl we had checked in early so we were in one of the first groups to board so we mm-hmm. get the exit row and um while we're in the exit I'm sitting by the window that doesn't have a seat in front of it so I have like extra extra leg room it was uh-huh. awesome yeah and so, The flight attendant is actually the reason I have a nickname. The flight attendant goes through the whole like exit. Like, are you comfortable doing this if you need to? And we're like, yes. So um, at first I didn't hear him like say that he needed an answer from me. So he points to me again and I didn't say anything so he's like come on daddy long legs if you're gonna like sit in the row I need your answer (laughs) and everyone on my team quickly whips their head around and looks at me and they're like well I guess we found you with nickname (laughs) so yeah it didn't come from anything rugby related it was simply (laughs) that I chose to sit in the seat with extra leg room on our flight to a tournament that was it yeah and like not pay enough attention to the flight attendant yeah everybody yeah I was just like trying to take a nap and he's like daddy long legs (laughs) over there so um yeah, it quickly got shortened from Daddy Long Legs to Daddy. And everyone thought it was the funniest thing. I mean, so. that's like also perfect in the queer community. That's women's rugby, right? Exactly. Like, oh, you got a good girl nicknamed Daddy. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like the funniest thing to like listen for on the field because everyone would just start cracking up because they would they made all the jokes possible. They were like, Daddy, I'm deep, hit me. <laughs> And, like, it was just so funny that I would, like, have the ball and just start laughing. Yeah. Oh, that's so much fun. I love that. (laughs) And that was, like, a good, what, maybe 10 years into your playing or something, right? More? Probably, like, 11 or 12 years almost. Yeah. Took you that long? so long. (laughs) Like, in high school, we all kind of had nicknames that, like, came and went, but nothing stuck. I was always Sarah. Uh Um. Even when we had two other Sarahs on the team, I was always just Sarah. (laughs) So, (laughs) oh man, that's such a great story. I love love that. Um, You played, did you play? You must have, you played collegiate rugby as well? Yeah. So I went to Mesa um, right after high school. I went to Mesa for college and I played. Is that Gunnison? Um, That one's in Grand Junction. Oh, Junction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I went up there because I knew some of the girls from the state team. Uh And so they were kind of like convincing me to go there, which I did. Uh And um, in November of my freshman year, I got injured really bad. I uh, had a slipped disc in my back. Oh, shit. So, yeah, it was awful. Yeah. So um, I went to physical therapy for a couple months and my physical therapist was like, you know, if you don't take a couple months off, if not a couple years, you're not going to walk when you're 30. And so at that point, I'm only like 18 years old. Sure. And you hear, you're not going to walk when you're 30. Of yeah. course, at that point, I'm thinking, oh, well, that's so far away. Mm. Now I'm 27. I'm like, oh, God, like, I can't even imagine now <laughs> Sure. what pain I would be in. For sure. So I did end up taking two and a half years off of playing. Okay. Um, just, just like because, rehabbed really. Yeah. Yeah. hard. And right? then it wasn't too long after, um, I had that in rugby and then, um, like maybe a year, not even a year later, I got in a really bad car accident that just sent me back again. Damn. So, um, I ended up that time in my car accident, I, uh, sprained my entire back. From the top of my neck to the bottom of my tailbone, shit yeah it was it was pretty bad. it was like whiplash to the extreme mm-hmm. because why do things easy? <sighs> so um, I went again to physical therapy, I had therapy like three or four times a week to wow. like try and fix my spine, mm-hmm. and um it took like six months probably to get wow. it all right, and then my doctor finally cleared me to go back to playing contact sports, Wow. So, um, yeah. So then my senior year of college, I had transferred after my freshman year, I transferred back down to Metro State in Denver mm-hmm. and, um, they didn't have a team. So then mm-hmm. my senior year, I don't even remember who approached me. They were just like, Hey, we're starting a rugby team, which yes. just seems to be the thing that happens to me is, Hey, uh-huh. we're starting a team. You want to play? Yeah. Um, so then they had started the girls team um yeah I went out to practice and we just like had some fun Mm. and I played a little bit senior year it wasn't a competitive team at all it's kind of like a social team yeah and then at one of the practices I ended up tearing my meniscus again so I know (laughs) once you Uh, injure yourself once it's just like uh, a downhill spiral for me so yeah no I feel you I feel like after I got my first concussion like there Few that they, they like happened easier or something oh yeah yeah For Sure. yeah yeah so I was playing I think that might have been like sophomore and junior year I kind of like was checking it out but senior yeah. year is when I was trying to play again yeah and then um I ended up getting an internship in San Diego and that's when I actually got into playing competitive again cool so yeah. I feel like the was it difficult for you to like knowing that you still wanted to play, but not being able to like, what was that process like? Oh yeah. And I still like, I still go through that. Um, yeah, of just like, I've injured, I've gotten injured so many times that now I'm pretty much retired from competitive play. But I think n- since I've been through it before, it helps a little bit to know, but um, yeah, it was really hard just being so young at that point And, First being told, hey, you need to stop playing if you want to walk. And yeah, then, that's really scary. Yeah, it's just like I didn't even have the life, ex- like, life experience to know what to do with that information. Yeah, for and sure. And then just like knowing how badly I wanted to play, I think it was really good for me to go to a college that didn't have an established program yet mm-hmm. because there was never the temptation. It was just yeah. like, well, I can't play for my college team because there is no college team. Yeah. So it really helped me to focus on my studies. And I mean, I studied abroad and that also helped. So Mm. um, I think it all happens for a reason, of course. But um, that's fair. Yeah, it was it was definitely difficult to like go. I studied in Ireland and of course I wanted to play out there. (sighs) Sure. sure. (laughs) Yeah. I just, you know, played touch out there or whatever. But yeah I mean that's cool I feel yeah. like that could scratch the itch and also yeah. being in a country that has rugby culture yeah. is probably really was well it was probably a deciding factor for where to go oh yeah yeah uh, and study like, abroad I just I loved Ireland so um that's the only really downside cool. to playing touch out there was that apparently all the people playing touch didn't play rugby so like they thought <laughs> they knew the rules and then like I'm the American like walking in like you know you can't do that, right? And they're like, how do you even know this? like, because I've been playing forever, so... (laughs) But it was a lot of fun um, to do that and just, like, get other experiences that had I been playing competitive rugby in college, I don't know that I would have done them. I would have been very focused on, like, well, I got to stay because we got the spring season or the fall season. Yeah. And, like, not being able to play really allowed me to kind of, like, try other things out, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's a really... Uh, nuance. That's a really beautiful insight because mm-hmm. I know that like I didn't I didn't find rugby until a lot later, but like it was it became everything. Like at colleges, like became yeah. everything that I was focused on and playing competitive women's club too. It was like little breaks in there but every time I committed to a team it was like everything nothing else mattered you know I right. was just playing rugby I was just working out I was just helping run the club like fundraise it was yeah it's every- like an obsessive thing but yes. if you're just like so passionate about the sport and how much it gives us that yeah. yeah yeah that's a really interesting a really interesting insight um how did you end up applying for that internship for USA Rugby Yeah, so I majored in sports management, and for graduation, we were required to do some kind of internship, Uh and so at that point, I was like, well, I've always loved rugby. I loved watching the national team every time they came to Colorado, so I applied for like three of their internships, and I kind of like joke about it now with uh, one of them that denied me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I applied for one with their like communications team or their events team. I, and then, um, I applied for the one I eventually got and, um, I was so nervous to interview for it cause I was just convinced I was never going to get it. There's no way that I'm going to mm-hmm. go to the Olympic training center. Yeah. And so I interview anyways. And, um, when I had been scheduled for my second interview, um, the woman that turned into my boss, she uh-huh. gives me a call. She's like, hey, my I think it was Skype. She's like, my Skype isn't working, but I just wanted to call you because I wanted to see your reaction when I tell you, like, I want you to be my intern. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't think that's how this is going to go. Yeah, so, that's exciting. Um, yeah, it was really awesome. And Jenna Anderson, actually, I worked with her at Glendale a little bit my junior year. Nice. So then um, her best friend, Yvonne, ended up being my boss in San Diego. So it was just really funny how, like, all my rugby worlds collided at once. Wow. Yeah. So neat. So so neat. But rugby's like that. Like, we're all... Oh, yeah. We're, like, in a big web, you know, where you could make these connections for sure. Yeah. I love that you... I mean... I wanted to say something about like thinking that you would never get it. Like how we, especially as young people get this like imposter syndrome, like we, yes. I could never be qualified this. They could never want. Me. Yeah. And definitely. like how, how they like, she proved you wrong and really wanted to see how surprised yeah. and excited you were going to be to do it. What right. was, what was it like down there? What was the experience like? Um, I had so much fun. Like the, cause I was there the months leading up to Rio. Oh, so wow. I really got to see like, the thick of it of like the Olympic prep and just oh. how the teams do it. And like, I just learned so much more about the sports industry than I ever thought I could like at an internship. Yeah. And so um, it was really cool to just be able to like witness all of it and really see the behind the scenes of like, yes, the social media pages and everything give you a little bit of like behind the scenes, but like being there day in, day out, um, it's just it's like tenfold. Yeah, it's yeah. like a whole other world. Yeah. And so it was really cool. And like, I remember, like, I had been to the Vegas Sevens a couple times and mm-hmm. like seen some of these players. So it was just really crazy to me. Every, I think like my first month, every day, I was just like, I really work here. Like, this is really my job right now. Mm, yeah, so, like stars in your eyes. Like, is yeah. this is real. Pinch me, I'm dreaming. Kind right. Of? And now, like, those mm-hmm. players, I just realized they're big old, like, children and they're such awesome people but yeah um yeah it was really cool to like kind of follow what would like it was my dream was to work with the national teams and like I never thought in a million years I would get that right out of college so yeah hashtag blessed (laughs) seriously I yeah I got so lucky that that internship ended up turning into a job because my yeah. boss was moving and um, went on maternity leave after the Olympics. Wow. So really, I was like running things for her when she moved and she was yeah. running things remotely. So it was really, wow. really cool and a, like great timing on everything that yeah. allowed me to really just pursue that dream a little bit further. I love it. I love it. I love the point of like getting to know the players because we we just like, well, we have such a obsession with right obsessions award with celebrity culture here so you just like see oh my god they're just this amazing athlete which is valid but they're also just like a full human being right you know it also just gave me such respect for like what they do off like the circuit of like when they're not in a tournament they're still working really hard and just like being able to see that and you know understand that you know not everyone's gonna have the best day ever and like just being able to joke around with them eventually, you know, it becomes a really tight circle there. Of just, mm. I think all the athletes obviously, I can't speak for them, but like they're all kind of like going through the worst of things together, so they mm. just like it bonds people, yeah. And then, you know, I was always stressed out with different things because I was a 21 year old, 21. 22, yeah, and I had the job of someone, you know, 10 years older than me. Sure. So it was just, like, really daunting. And some of those players really, like, helped me out. Yeah. That, like, we all just became really close at that point. So even to this day, like, if I see them at, you know, Glendale or at a tournament or even at World Cup. Yeah. Um, you know, they still go out of their way. And they're like, hey, how you doing? Like, we catch mm-hmm. up at different things. A few of them are coming to my wedding because it's just, ah. like it's such like a family feel that yeah I like, well, you basically are my family so yeah. i mean the care the, the care is there and yeah think- it's not it's definitely not just like surface level like mm. they genuinely care about everyone they meet which is I love- really really cool to see yeah i love that and i love hearing about it too because you know we get that on a club team on our women's yeah. club teams like hard you you get your best your bffs your besties and you get right your, like, homies to hang out with that like to do the same stuff as you or your gym buddies and you and you also get the people that will just like support you when you're having a hard time with whatever totally. you need and it sounds like you got that from them too down Oh there. yeah. I oh, remember so a, like, cool. there was one day where I was like prepping everything for both teams to go to the Dubai Sevens tournament and I uh-huh. had like 12 hours before their bus took off to go to LA to get yeah. all of their jerseys numbered and stuff like that because a lot of people don't know but like their jerseys they get a new jersey for every tournament so like we have to number them a week before they take off usually but I didn't get the list I didn't get the roster until like a day before Oh gosh yeah I think yeah so um yeah it was really really stressful and at that point my office is like under construction so I was working (laughs) from our dining hall but a couple of the men's players um they like came in and they were just like helping me number jerseys and it's something that like I kind of look back and I'm like I don't think any other professional athlete would be caught numbering the jerseys you know for sure it was so cool and like to this day it's something that I look back and I'm like I was stressed out beyond belief but I was so lucky to have them and now like they're going to the Olympics and I'm just like so proud because Mm -hmm. not only do I know they're great athletes, but I know they're just really good humans and they'll represent our country really well. So I love that. I love all of that. It's just giving (laughs) me such good feel like warm and fuzzy feels inside too. Oh yeah. Just like that rugby culture isn't, it doesn't like it's not in one place, you know, it's just like through it. Like so fucking awesome. So awesome man did you <laughs> wow i just i I'm just like wowing really hard right now. I need to get myself back together a little bit, and like were there any um no, I think that's good i'm I'm gonna edit this a little bit. that is like a good sum up. Is there anything else about that experience that like stands out that you want to touch on? Oh my gosh, I would say like the one time that I got to feel like I was famous. It, oh, was, girl. Uh, <laughs> yes. it was so fun. Um, I would never by any means say that I was like famous, but I was at Vegas sevens and leading up to like Vegas for a few months, Carlin Isles was putting me on his Instagram on his stories and he would be <sighs> singing to me. He like made up a song about my name <laughs> because I was, I was working in the dining hall. My office was under construction. So mm. every time they saw me, I was just in the dining hall. They didn't know what I was doing, Oh but he would just walk in and he's like, well, 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 there she is again, Sarah. And so, uh, it just like cracked me up, but I would give him grief on the videos. I was like, go away, Carlin, you're not funny or <laughs> anything like that. Cause I was just trying to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I ended up going to Vegas and I was meeting my brother there. And so I'm walking into this like stadium looking for my group of friends <laughs> and Some girl walks up to me. I think I had like something on my backpack or something like that. A girl walks up to me and is like, excuse me, is your name Sarah? And I was like, uh, yeah, why? And she goes, you're so funny. I see you on Carlin's Instagram all the time. I'm like, oh, well, it's nice Whoa. to meet
1: you. <laughs> yeah,
0: and she's like, can I take a picture? And I'm like, sure, I don't Whoa. care. And so, like, it was the one time, obviously, like, one person. It was, like, one Whatever. person. Whatever. It is was so most cool. Most was like, zero. Was like, what yeah. What you feel like? Wow. Yeah, it was just so funny. And so I told my friends after, I was like, I think I just got recognized, and not by anyone I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, Carlin, it was just so funny how, not only popular he is in the rugby world, but like how many mm. people really watch his stuff and like paid attention that like mm. enough to recognize who I was. It was so sure. funny. I love that. That is really funny. <laughs> but, yeah. So where did you go from there? You you ended up back in Colorado. Um yeah, in a roundabout way. <laughs> a roundabout. So um I worked for USA Rugby for about a year. Well, my internship was six months, and then I worked for a year after that. Mm -hmm. And so right around – actually, I found out when I was in Vegas in 2017 Uh that um, I was going up to Canada. A team up there was recruiting players from the U.S. Cool. So I just, like, submitted not thinking much of it. Just like, oh, that'd be a fun time. Mm -hmm. So um, I found out that they wanted to bring me up. And I was like, okay. so um, I ended up contacting my boss first. I talked to her about it before I even knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. I was like, hey, I have this opportunity, but like, I'm not sure. And at that point, things were going really not great at USA Mm -hmm. Rugby, Mm -hmm. at least in like where I was working. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of a good time to leave. Mm -hmm. And especially we were done with the Olympics, the season for like the circuit of international games was pretty much over so there really wasn't going to be more like crazy times but yeah um, she kind of gave me advice she's like listen if I was you I would take it and run like go up to Canada so that's kind of what I did and uh, May 1st was my last day there and I left for Canada like two days later yeah and um, I played in Canada for a couple months, mm-hmm. and they're like their version of the Women's Premier League. Um, cool, playing up there. Um, Shiloh actually, she came up too. Which yeah, was awesome. it was so I much fun to have that. American. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, and you guys are both. Well, Shiloh is such a like utility forward, but yes. D- did you? Well, I didn't even ask you this. Have you? Have you always been a front row, or have you played um, around a little? I. Two. It depends on the game, but for mm-hmm. the most part, I was front row. Mm -hmm. And then if someone like went out, I was trained to do the other positions in the pack. Cool. And then like one time randomly, I got to play wing and it was the highlight of my life. (laughs) So uh, I remember my coach in San Diego, her name's Derica. She was like, Sarah, if you get that ball, that wing is going to cry. So, (laughs) you know, just don't get the ball. (laughs) But it was so much fun because I never got to play in the back line, obviously. But yeah, yeah. for the most part, I was usually playing um, one of the props, sometimes mm-hmm. hooker, even though I was randomly tall, like, yeah, you're uh, a little tall for a hooker. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's pretty comical. When I was in Canada, though, um, I was playing in one of their what's like our division one teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was playing in a game with them. And at that point, I had more experience than a lot of the girls on the team. Yeah. So my coach just used me to like help people know where to go, and cool. he he made me the hooker and my props. The only reason was because the props didn't know how to play hook. The oh. props were like ten inches shorter than me, <laughs> oh, so like the props are no. just like at my shoulder level, not oh, supporting man. me very well, and I'm just like using my own body weight to like. You're the down. scrum. Yeah, yeah you were the scrum so funny <laughs> so <laughs> also they're like that will that'll mess up a second row real quick won't it yeah a little yeah, bit but yeah. at that point like everyone was kind of learning so it wasn't mm. too too bad but yeah I look at pictures and I'm like who decided that was okay <laughs> yeah we definitely f- put some odd combinations together on women's right. club teams yeah f- for sure Just like whatever sure. you can yeah but- but, so you you like I just want to put this together a little bit. You had started like playing again when you were down there in at the training center in Chula Vista. Yeah. So when I was actually, my boss was still in town and um, she had mentioned, she's like, Hey, if you want to play, like go check out the surfers. They're a really great team. A lot of the, you know, sevens, players come up and play here so Mm. it's really cool you'll play with some national players i was like oh okay so i went to my first practice with the surfers and had so much fun because it was really the first time i like went back to competitive rugby after college and like after all the injuries yeah so um yeah it was really cool to be able to like experience that and Mm. um play with some of like the best players in the country really yeah for sure yeah surfers There's is always a really great team oh my gosh and they're just all so nice like I didn't meet a single mean surfer <laughs> I yeah I love that I love that oh um and then Canada and then found your way back where where okay yep. wait hold on this is what we want to get into like yeah how did you get into coaching how did you get into refereeing because yeah you've done just like everything man I, and it's no. like it's yeah crazy. so I mean it's awesome too <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was always like an assistant coach in the, the high school team that I played on. I would mm. coach the younger teams too. Cool. When I was like 16, I started helping to coach and, um, it was so fun to just like be able to share my knowledge with the younger players. Yeah, and then we were all that. playing at the same time anyways, on the weekend. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, it was like a big old family and I just really liked learning about the game and I figured what better way than coaching so yeah um yeah so I've been coaching I had been coaching off and on for years and then um I really took up like the rule book I was fascinated and just wanted to know all of the rules so that Mm -hmm. helped yeah um and even when I was a player a lot of like my fellow players sometimes my coach would just like ask me to help out with like what to do in certain situations and what the rules were so that helps it helps to have a player that knows the rule book so yeah for sure uh, because it's so up to interpretation yeah there's like if you know it well you can be rugby gives us an opportunity to be creative yeah you know yeah yeah Uh, so then uh after Canada though I came back and I was just working i was helping out a family member with some they were having some issues so i was just like helping them out for a little bit mm-hmm. and then i got the chance to go to new york and i was actually coaching in new york and that's where like i really found a love for it is i was coaching um with play rugby usa which is a non and uh they go into you know some lower um I don't know how to really describe it (laughs) like 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 lower income or like yeah um, like lower impoverished areas areas. like yeah not not the best areas in the city and they go into the schools and they put on rugby programming of like teaching kids how to play rugby cool like it's really random to think that like these kids are playing rugby in like a very city setting like there are not a lot of fields (laughs) so um you know we would use like their PE areas or sometimes they had one field attached to their school or something mm-hmm. like that but just teaching them like the basics of passing and stuff mm-hmm. and so um, I was hired through AmeriCorps to do stuff with their like fundraising mm-hmm. and while I was there they said hey we need another coach you seem to know the rules can you help out Yeah, And I just loved it. So I spent so much time coaching. I ended up helping coach their academy team, which was um, from their schools. They would choose some players to come and like join the academy Mm -hmm. and they would be like the Play Rugby USA team. Cool. And we would go to New Jersey, Connecticut, things like that. And the teams would play um, against other from the area. They had tournaments usually. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we would just be, it was me and three other coaches for two teams, one girls, one boys of 15s. Cool. And, um, my first intro to all of it was we went to state, um, it was their state tournament in upstate New York. Yeah. And that was my first like main intro. Like I had met some of the players, but that was my first time coaching them was Mm -hmm. at state Mm so it was funny because I was the only female coach and all of these players had only seen me around a couple times so they really didn't think I was serious until I was like yelling at them to get into their hotel room (laughs) like giving them direction and having like a set schedule and being like super organized because that's just my my quality yeah coach is very organized that's good yeah. the structure is good love kids. for kids yeah <laughs> the parents were like this is the most organized we've ever been this is awesome sweet so we had so much fun that weekend the kids definitely got into trouble we just pretended we didn't realize it but it You're, how bad were they Ah, uh, not that bad okay we'll let it yeah. go yeah i mean of, it was yeah. to the point that like we took shift like all the coaches we took a shift of sitting in the hallway because they kept trying to escape their rooms dude so. i wonder if some of those kids had just like never been out of the city though was that the case i think some of them it was that it's some of them it was like they realized that the coaches were severely outnumbered <laughs> so oh, like, yeah <laughs> you know, like there's four coaches there's 50 of us so um what well, we you can know, get when away I got with to know the kids better they told me they're like sarah we did some bad stuff at states i'm like you think I don't know that, Like mm. obviously, I know that. You're teenagers to sure. first come away from home, yeah, so, and like you're with all of you. Your like I remember what hotel. it was like to be a teenager. Like, yeah, we got away we tried to get away with whatever we could get away with exactly. right yeah, and they were they were trying to come into the hallway, and it was just so funny because one of the coaches I worked with, he was way more serious. I was at the end of the hall just to make sure they were quiet. He was at the end to make sure they didn't get out of their rooms so one of us was sitting on either end and he, one of them would like pop their head out and he's like go to bed just yelling down the <laughs> it was the funniest thing but oh it's so fun it as like an intro to like the whole team and you know like I coached from then on um, yeah. with the other guys and it was so much fun we would just get on a bus every weekend and go somewhere and sure. just coach them through rugby but um, some of them like they had female coaches before, but we just all kind of connected. I wasn't there to try and be like disciplinary on them, I was yeah. just there to teach them what I knew, yes. And I think they really respected that. And I wasn't trying to like force myself on them, it was like, yeah, yeah I'll gain your trust, but like, I'm not gonna force it, sure. So, I'm not that, here for that, yeah. So, that helped a lot, and just yeah. like them knowing that i was also playing at that point that mm-hmm. like all of their coaches had up-to-date knowledge and um we weren't trying to teach them old school things that weren't gonna work yeah for sure i think so. that that's just such a that's such a cool experience all around like does does play rugby usa is that still exist i believe yeah it does it's a much oh. smaller company than it used to be yeah but um yeah they're still around doing the same um mission of you know helping kids in new york and they still have the academy teams and stuff like that but yeah i love that i'll have to look it up look up their contact info if anyone's listening to get like or is interested in helping out with that program because i don't know i think i feel like there's just so many good lessons that can be learned like through playing rugby and like sport sure in general but like rugby's got its own yeah. Just like the culture, the whole conversation we had about culture. Yeah. Around it. yeah. And the whole mission for them was just like using rugby as a tool to help develop the youth and like really put uh-huh. those like rugby lessons into real life as well. And like let kids see that, you know, you can translate things that you learn on the field to off the field as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And we saw so much growth through all of those players that leaving them was really really hard that was probably the Mm -hmm. hardest coaching job I ever had to leave and it was just because my contract was up and it was getting too expensive to live in New York so I decided to move back home yeah and um we had a going away party and a couple of the moms came all of the kids came yeah they like had me crying by the end oh my gosh one of the players who acted like such a tough guy that was like I just didn't know if I could break through the shell even after uh-huh. like my last day I was like I don't even know if I got through to this kid yeah and he comes up to me and he's crying and he's like Sarah I just don't want you to go and I'm like I'm so sorry I didn't Aww. know you felt this way so, yeah and then all of the moms it was pretty funny they were uh, telling our president and our CEO they're like you guys are stupid for letting Hurley <laughs> like classic New York accents too. Yeah. Of it course. was just like the best because, you know, like I would do anything for those kids. I still talk to a lot of them and like, yeah. keep up with where they're at. And some of them are in college now and um, it's all, they're in college because of rugby. They wouldn't have gone otherwise. I so. love that. That's amazing. Like yeah. just the opportunities that are provided to them and yeah. also that you keep in touch with them. Oh um, my gosh. They're, they're precious. They're, and they still talk about states too. They're like, hey, remember when we messed up a lot? And like, oh yes, I do. I love that cuz it's like you yeah. guys were friends too, you know, like you were their coach, but it gets to a point where it's like yeah. we just know each other. Like we're just friends with each other. We can just play around and right. and just appreciate like the time that we got to spend together. Yeah. It, was, it, was, so- it was a fun time. But so- Yeah. So when I came back to Colorado, though, after that, I was um, just looking for something to do. And the boys team of the team I played on in high school, their season was coming up. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to the coach who used to be my coach. (laughs) Like, hey, do you guys need any help? And I came back and I was an assistant coach for the high school team. Cool. And um, that's when they were like, hey, we really like to have everybody certified. And Colorado just always has courses available, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, is that because is that because USA Rugby is here? Like because it's in Boulder, do you think? I, I think it's um, it was because we had so many of the educators here. Okay. That it just made it very easy yeah. and just Rugby Colorado and the Rocky Mountain like associations are really, really good at keeping people like trained and up to date. Yeah. And So um, I think that's something very unique to Colorado is that, you know, the coaches are all certified from what I've seen. Yeah all the referees, like they always have a big push for referee training and certification. So um, they do a really good job to not only recruit people to take the courses, but to make sure that those courses are available. Yeah, And it's very impressive because it's hard to come by in a few other places. Yeah, it really shows too, because there are like several, I mean, I'm sure you've seen if you ever travel for rugby, like where the referees are just not as good. Yeah, That's but uh, yeah, I <laughs> have noticed like Colorado has good training and yes. so so you ended up going like you had been co- doing this coaching without any certs and when you uh, came back. Yeah, so I had like when I was in New York, I had some so we have to have one. Train and certified coach with us at trainings and at games, so we oh. always had at least one, usually okay. two or three. Cool. So I never, I was never required because somebody else was certified. Cool. And so, um, yeah. When I came to Colorado, the coaches were like, "No, we like to have everybody certified, just in case you have to run practice by yourself." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." Yeah. So, why not? Right. Yeah. So I took the coaching course and totally fine. Enjoyed that. Um, And then the following week was actually the referee course. And I was like, well, if I'm already doing one, I might as well do the other. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's how I kind of like got into it. I found it so interesting during the referee course, like how many people were just there because they wanted to learn the rules better. Yep. And I was like, that's okay. Like I respect it. Yep. (laughs) I I was there because I wanted to referee, but yeah, people just wanted to learn the whole sport of rugby and that was really cool to see yeah but um yeah we had a lot of fun uh with that and at the end of the referee training they um go through and like ask you if you want to be part of the referee society for Mm. Rocky Mountain and I Mm. said yes so Mm. then I kind of just started out with like the high school like eighth grade freshman sophomore tournaments and stuff like little games that are not very serious yeah um, I would do. Something it, else. I mean, it's kind of like intimidating to go out there and try to referee yeah. a game, isn't it? Like, I feel a like little really, a little bit, a bit overwhelming it, too. Yeah, I think yeah. at that point, it's also like I'd been coaching the high school boys, so mm-hmm. I knew enough of them that I was not too worried because mm-hmm. I was like, and I was still playing with Black Ice as well, so mm-hmm. um, it was like I knew the rules, I knew what to do. We're yeah.
1: fine. Uh, yeah you just like stepping into a
0: different lens just like you do with coaching yes it's so strange to go in as a referee and like the first time that you go in and you're in the middle you just don't know where to stand and you never realize it as a player like where the referee is because you're just focused on your game right but then as the referee I'm like I can't get in the way of the offense or the defense but I need Mm -hmm. to be able to see things and I need to call things out to them so just figuring out the positioning was probably my like biggest thing. Cause I couldn't yeah. do it. <laughs> I was just yep. so confused. And luckily, um, Karen Fong Donahue, she is a saint in the rough world, but uh-huh. um, she's in Colorado and she was, um, actually doing a scrimmage for black ice that I like left from being an assistant referee. I came over and I like hopped into the scrimmage and then she was like, hey, second half, you want to be center referee? And I was like, um, I guess. And this is like two or three But that's like your weeks. team. Yeah. It was like two <laughs> or three weeks after the referee training. So she led the training and like knew who I was. Yeah. She's like, what better time than right now? Okay. So uh-huh. um, yeah, so I hopped in and she's like, I'll, I'll guide you if you do anything wrong. Don't worry about it. I was cool. like, I'll give you, can I do like 10 minutes? I feel like a whole half is a lot. So she let me do that and, uh, got my taste of like a faster speed of rugby. Yeah. And yeah, it was really cool to have that like guidance because she is really well known and she's a really great referee. So, Mm. um, that's kind of how I got started in that. And then now it's just like a lot of assistant refereeing. And, um, I think eventually I'll go back in the center when I, when I can, but, um, there's like a whole system in the referee society of like, how you work your way up and they make sure that they are putting qualified referees out there and it's something right. i probably wouldn't have known unless i was in the society yeah i think i've only known that because one of the men's players from my collegiate team became it, talking to him knowing like how they they really they review ref tapes just like yeah. we watch film about our games like they review rough tapes and like give you feedback and oh yeah. will, like actually like rate like rate you and like know kind of where you are with your ability levels yeah and, yeah it's a whole thing I oh yeah I, I really um Was, like, seeing flashback moments, too, and you were describing, like, where to put yourself in the middle (laughs) of the center of the field, too. Because I've had, like, I've had refs just, like, be in between the scrum half and the fly half all the time. Or just, like, what are you doing? Get out of here. Right. Or stuff like that. But I even had to ask, like, one of the more senior referees one time. I was, like, where where should I stand? Because I just don't get it. Like, I don't want to be in the way, but I can't see if I'm not in the way. Uh So... Um, they kind of, like, gave me that sweet spot of, like, where to stand and, like, what to do and where to look. But it just yeah. really – it comes with experience, too. My first game, I was probably terrible. By now, I'm, like, a little bit better. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the main takeaway I usually take is that, like, it, as long as the players don't go off in, like, an ambulance, I probably did okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the big thing because I have played in games where I felt unsafe and it wasn't because of the other team or like my team is because the referee just wasn't controlling the game. Yeah. And that's something that I really try to do. And that like, mm. if it's a safety thing, I nip it in the bud and I'm just like, nope, we're not having that get off the field. Yep. And I mean, with some of the high schoolers, they know that that's what I'm looking for is like dangerous play. You're going off like, yeah, that's not something I really stand for. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, every ref has their thing that they don't like to be, to deal with. Yeah. And so, um, you just play to the ref as right. we always say as players, we but, know that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, other than that, if it's like a forward pass or a knock on or something like that, I like to play advantage because, you know, there are some that will call it right away, but mm-hmm. as a no, player, you want slow, yeah. yeah. As a player, you're like, no, like, I want to, I want to see how this plays out. And obviously, like, I'll play a long advantage. And if it doesn't pan out, we just come back and it's fine. Yeah. And, you know, like, when I do that, I get a lot of compliments, not only from players, but from, like, sidelines that are just like, thank you for doing that. Because, like, some, some people just blow the whistle a lot. Uh And, um, you know, there's sometimes that I will blow it more frequently. And it's just like, if I know it's a learning game. And yeah. the coaches tell me ahead of time, like, hey, they're still figuring this out. Can you coach them along the way? Yeah. Like, Making well, it is. slower. I'm certified as a coach too. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to just like kind of change brain waves, I guess, from like player to coach to referee. And, yeah uh, it's like which door are you gonna go through today yeah, when yeah, you walk exactly. onto the pitch door one and it's, yeah. it's like a whole different mentality too of like when you're the referee you have to be I would say I'm probably more aggressive like hyping myself up for refereeing <laughs> than I would be for playing because it's like you just don't know what you're walking into yeah uh, I, I refereed like a men's seven social game once and it was like they got so intense that I was just like, guys, this, you're not even playing for anything right now. <laughs> like We are on a side yeah. field in the middle of nothing.
1: So, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah.
0: But it's definitely like you have to kind of own your own stuff when you're the referee, but when you're I'm a sure. player, you have your teammates to lean on. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. And I, I, Love the point about, um, like, making sure the game stays safe, like, and, and keeping the flow going because yeah. that's the best rugby when you can continue to improvise even after, like, mistakes were made. So, right. yeah, but it it is neat also, like, God, you just have a lot of insight about this. I'm, I'm really, <laughs> I'm digging it, man. This yeah. is great. This is a great combo. And- Love it. And thinking how how helpful a ref can be to to a new team and how yeah. thinking back to being a new player and and knowing how overwhelming a rugby game can be. So, like, yeah. slowing it down a little bit can just help you digest yeah. what's going on. I also yeah. love it, like, I had one where I was refereeing, like, eighth grade girls and... Mm-hmm. All of them had never played before. So I had my own little flashback of, oh, my God, this is where I started. (laughs) And like, (laughs) but the coach was just so intense and was like, so upset that, you know, a player from the opposite team tried to tackle someone after they passed the ball or something like that. He's like, you should have red carded her. I was like, she is 12 years old. Do you think a red card is really necessary? (laughs) And he's like, no, well, she did this. And I was like, and your player was 20 yards off sides. What would you like me to do? And so it's also just like, sometimes the coaches don't realize (laughs) that I can see some stuff and I choose not to like call it because it's not going to work out. And like, I don't know, I had the same girl was already upset when I called her over and I'm like, Hey, don't do that again. Like, please don't make my job harder. Um, and she was already crying and I'm like, I'm not going to give you a card. I just want you to really learn from this and know like, Hey, you can't do that. Right. Whereas like she must have had another experience with Aww. someone that maybe didn't give her that patience of understanding. Yeah. So yeah. I kinda told the guy too, the coach, and I was like, dude, I have been in her place. You don't know what it's like. Yeah. So please don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. At that point sure. he's like, and goodbye. Sorry about that. So good. Um yeah, Hold there. my my favorite games are usually the like girls' middle school and high school because they just don't always see women in the sport and like mm. understand where they could be. And right. more likely than not, they usually have a male coach that yeah. is used to playing, you know, as much as we say it's the same rules, the same sport. Like we all know that men play different than women. So mm. um, we I do have the play. same laws, it's just that we just do yeah. things differently. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We play them differently. Yeah. yeah. Which is what makes it such a fun sport. But yep um yeah I always say I hate when I'm going to either a men's like d1 game or like a boys high school game because all of them just kick it back and forth and back and forth and it's like a tennis match but like when I'm in high school it's like oh they're like girls they're more strategic and Mm -hmm. like trying to figure out their plays and Mm -hmm. yeah it's just really fun to see that as a ref too of just like okay I know what I'm kind of getting into but Yeah. yeah yeah and I just like being a presence for those younger girls that like they may not have ever seen a female referee before or sure. a or even coach. though yeah the coaching too like yeah. those, the kids you coached in New York I think it's really wonderful to f- hold that space like fill up that representation take that space yeah. and and it's given you so much too like you're you're just like thriving, finding yeah. everything you can do in rugby. It fun. Yeah, yeah it's, it's both. It's, and, it's like, just really, it huge. was kind of cool too. Like, I took the boys that I was coaching, the high school boys, we played a seven season because all of them just wanted to play over the summer. And I was like, okay, like I'll coach you if you'll show up. Yeah. And so we went to tournaments and stuff. And I just told them, like, I want you to know because you may never realize this ever again in your rugby career, but you are underrated right now because you have a female coach whether we want to believe that or not it's unfortunately true because all of the teams here have older male coaches Mm -hmm. and they're like no you're the best I'm like well thank you I know that but (laughs) that doesn't change their mind unless you show them that you are good yeah they're like oh and it was kind of like interesting to see that light switch go on of wow there really isn't any female representation Mm -hmm. so Mm-hmm. um yeah it was kind of nice to be that like one representative in that yeah world, but and against the grain a little bit too but yeah and, and also the just to give just... them and give them a perspective on it because yeah if nobody ever says it to them they don't realize what's going exactly. on exactly you know yeah Yeah. And it was kind of just funny because they were like, well, little do they know, like we're the team that's having the most fun. I was like, I don't care if you win or lose, but Um, you will have fun. Good. So by the end of that season, actually one of the rugby Colorado like administrators came over and they're like, we just want you to know, like you guys are the most entertaining team because like, you don't care if you win or lose. You're just out here having a good time. And like, we can tell. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. And, um, you know, all the parents just cracked up, even like parents that weren't from our team. And um at, by the end of the season they were following me around like little ducks and they would quack even. It was amazing <laughs> <so funny laughs> to witness. That is so I cute. would just be walking over to like turn in our roster and all of the team would just follow me. I wouldn't tell <laughs> them. They would just follow me. And then I was like, You guys are like ducks and they all started quacking. Oh my god, they loved you. They oh they love it was you. So funny. And then mm-hmm. somebody else is like, do you realize no other coach like has that right now? Like that's mm. so funny. Sure. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not here to be like a serious coach. So, Dude, rugby's like w- life is to be enjoyed. Exactly. Life so is to be enjoyed. Just, like, so like so you can play like, competitive, you can do whatever you want, but like also we need to be having fun. Exactly. We it's, need to be connecting and like all. being goofy. Yeah. yeah. Like playing. Play yeah. is such like an important part of childhood development. Like oh, we yeah. know that for children, really young but like if you don't continue to play throughout your whole life like what are you even living for yeah and I just like at that point I just wanted the players to have fun with the sport too because it's like I had so much fun playing the like summer sevens league that like it's not serious like yes there's a championship all sorts of stuff but yeah are we really gonna go out and try and win everything no it'd be great if we could but let's just have fun and see what happens you know let's enjoy the ride Yeah. Enjoy our time. And even Mm -hmm. like we had some players that if we didn't have enough, we would combine teams. Mm -hmm. And one of them, (laughs) my favorite story is when we were playing in evergreen and half the field was in the sun, half the field was in the shade. The team I was coaching was trying to score in the shade. One of my Mm -hmm. players, he yells over to me. He's like, Hey coach, I can't see like, what am I going to (laughs) do? And I just yelled back. Well, if you would score, you wouldn't have to deal with the sun. (laughs) <laughs> and all of the players from the other team just start cracking up and they're like wait did you really just say that to your player like because their coach was super serious mm-hmm. and uh, one of the players from another team that was like playing with us he goes dude she's been doing this all day you guys are missing out she's hilarious and i was like well if a high schooler says i'm funny mm-hmm. it must be true yeah those moments but- become so memorable too like oh. when you can Lead, when you can lead with humor like or you can keep things light like yeah those kids probably remember you like yelling that across to them too oh i'm sure they're probably like who's that yeah. savage coach over there <laughs> but yeah it's just like they all knew that i was just there to like have fun not be serious mm-hmm. and i think that's just like the way to do it for summer so yeah for sure yeah it was a fun time. Fun. that's cool starts started with you eighth grade yeah that way our conversation like talking rugby and like ends in tier two right playing around in the summertime it's awesome oh, yeah. yeah it's so awesome yeah it was a great time yeah so what do you want to do for your closer um I guess I could do that uh the glory moment is that it yeah. Yeah. You want to tell me a glory moment? I would love to tell you a glory oh, I want to hear it. Okay. Um, my favorite one is in high school. So really live in the glory days. Mm-hmm. But back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> which was a Wednesday. No. <laughs> um, but we were playing. Uh, my high school team it was 15 season. We were playing against Summit. And anyone that knows Summit, you know so that okay. they are ridiculously good. Yep. Um, They were, like, at that point, I think, seven-time national champions. So um, our team was playing against them in Summit, which is a million feet above sea level. Yeah. They play, play like, right outside of Breck, right? Yeah. Out of Breckenridge. It's, like, 10,000 feet. Yeah. Almost 11. Yeah, I think their field is at 11,000 feet. So my team (sighs) is dying. Their team is doing just fine. Sure. (laughs) And so at that point, they were still the powerhouse. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were shutting out every team they had been playing. Mm. So my team plays them. And I don't remember the play specifically, but I score a try. And my best friend that is still my best friend to this day, she converts the try. So the game ends like 103 to 7, whatever. Ah! Yeah. Which you would think is terrible, but... No, dude, you got your points. Team, yeah, but every other team in the league did not score on them all season, including no. us the second time we played them. Hey, but... you messed up their point differential just a little. Yeah. So then we're <laughs> walking around. Playoffs was like tournament style. Uh-huh. So we, my team walks past their team, and I don't remember which player says it, but one of them turns and is like, "Oh." that's the girl that kept us from a shutout season. We don't like her. And I just turned and like, yeah, you're welcome. Like, so it was just like, like hair a fun on time to be like, yeah. I'm the reason they did not shut out every single team. <laughs> uh, but it, they were always like the hardest team to beat. So we of never expected to beat them. Yeah. A couple years later, we held them to 12 points at the half. And that was the second best moment against them. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. I mean, I love that too, because Sully in the last episode shared how um, she also like scored a try yeah. and, uh, against like a bunch of national Australian oh, yeah. players, you know, Wallaroos and yeah, and how much glory it is. You're like, we definitely lost. <laughs> yeah, we definitely but we, got our butt. We definitely like got everything handed to us. But like we did something. Yeah, and it was a little bit more than we had expected to do. Exactly. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was just like nice to know, like, oh, they couldn't shut out everyone, and that was what they were going for. It was a shutout season, <sighs> and we kept them from it. So there you go. Yeah. So every time I would drink. check, like, I would check <laughs> the score or like the standings online, I'm like, that's seven points right there. That's, that's me, me and Nicole right there. <laughs> that's us. Perfect. That's so. so that is so glorious. It was perfect. A glorious moment. <laughs> Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. This has been so much fun. Thank you for yeah. doing this with me. Well, thank you for having me. It was so yeah. great to relive some of the glory days. I me, mean, yeah. I'm. I had fun reliving your glory days too. They're like so good. Smiling, smiling here. <laughs> happy to be here. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, well, cool. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Good. I'm happy to. I'm like happy to get a black ice player too because I haven't. <laughs> I haven't gotten anybody on yet. Did you're getting all the, the Glendales. Yeah, I got a few, but they're just my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> like, no, that is, we'll no just show that, that it's not that deep of a rivalry. Nah, we got rugby love, right? Yeah. Definitely. definitely except for when we play each other then it's itch. no then it's like blood but the rest of the time we're like yeah rugby sisters <laughs> yeah exactly like for i hate sure. you but i love you <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mixed emotions right <laughs> for sure for yeah sure. definitely well yeah thanks so much for doing this yeah thank you yeah have a good night you too bye bye <laughs> Click subscribe to get new episode notifications the day they drop and never miss a show. Email me if you want to share your stories at suz at with dot co. That's S-U-S at with dot C-O. My love to you all and thanks for stopping by.